0: The City Diplomacy Students Podcast. Hello, everyone. Today, I, Thomas, will be your host along with...
1: Hi, everyone. It's Laura.
0: Hello, Laura. And we'll be presenting today a city network in Latin America. Did you know that the urban population has increased 625% over the past 60 years in Latin America and the Caribbean? What this means is that 80% of the population of the region lives in cities. This piece of urbanization has presented dotting challenges for cities in the region, but has also created great opportunities for collaboration in terms of city diplomacy. Hence, the City Network we'll be talking about today regroups 210 cities with a population above 300,000 inhabitants, and it has a 4 trillion US dollars GDP for cities in the region. We are talking about the IDB, Inter-American Development Bank, Cities Network. Laura, tell us more about the origins and core features of this network.
1: Thank you, Thomas. Established in 1969, the Inter-American Development Bank with a network, which is a platform for knowledge, relationship, and solution at the municipal level that aims to socialize knowledge, lessons learned, and good practices in environmental, economic, and social sustainability for more than 200 intermediate and metropolitan cities in Latin America and the Caribbean, which have a high rate of urban growth. Together, these cities have a combined population of approximately 116 million people. In the economic aspect, the network represents an excellent platform of interaction with the cities of the region that generates business opportunity and investment, such as a public-private association. The IDB cities' networks also promote institutional support, innovation, and exchange of knowledge between the demand and capacities of loan and investment able to solve the main human challenge in the region. The IDB prioritizes social inclusion and equality, productivity and innovation, and regional economic integration in its development work across Latin America and the Caribbean. In doing so, it addresses the cross counting issues of gender equality and diversity, climate change and environmental sustainability and institutional capacity and the rule of law. The IDB Cities Networks prioritize social inclusion and equality, productivity and innovation, and regional economic integration in its development work across Latin America and the Caribbean. In doing so, it addresses the cross-counting issues of gender equality and diversity, climate change and environmental sustainability, and institutional capacity and rule of law.
0: Wow, so there's really a lot of stuff going on at the IDB Cities Network. We have uh, governance issues, issues of uh, gender and diversity, sustainable development, but uh, all these topics, but what does the main work, the main function of the IDB Cities Network focus on, Laura?
1: Yes. Yes. The main work of the IDB Cities Network is, first, the dissemination and transfer of knowledge that contributes to strengthening local, technical and management capacities in sustainable urban development. Also, generate space for exchange and dialogue between cities and experience aimed to slow slowing the challenge generated by urban growth. And other Main work of the IDB Cities Network is the relationship and work with other networks of cities and institutions interested in the promotion of sustainable urban development, unifying internal efforts, boosting the demand for operations in cities and urban reforms. The IDB Cities Network is aligned with the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, the New Urban Agenda, the Paris Agreement, and national determined contributions also with other networks such as uh, Microcudades and C40. But well, after making this brief introduction, tell us more about what is the good thing that have the IDB
0: Cities Network, Tom. Right, so uh, if we want to analyze the strengths of the IDB Cities Network, it's really important to see that the main strength of the IDB Cities Network is that it is indeed part of the IDB, which means it can take its strength into other organs of the IDB, which allow it to better fulfill its role as a city network. The IDB intends to use uh, its city network as a way to unify its urban development efforts. In this sense, it is a central place to find all of the IDB's efforts in terms of policy research for cities. This is because the IDB Cities Network and the initiatives it proposes. Are pioneers in city sustainability in the Latin American Caribbean region. Uh, there are other multilateral development banks which have mentioned the challenges facing cities and have created different programs to address them. And in Latin America and the Caribbean, only the Development Bank of Latin America, the CAF, has launched one or uh, one or two, you could say, uh, initiatives in terms of measuring greenhouse gases and water consumption or uh, one about cities with future, but none of them have their own city network, right? So this is really a strength that they're pioneering both city sustainability and at the same time fostering city relationships within a multilateral development bank framework. Moreover, this knowledge exchange allows for a boost to financial capabilities. Indeed, when talking about policy issues, urban policy issues and deliberating on them with different city leaders, having this financial backup of the IDB for eventual project proposals allows for the city network to really be creative And because if we look at figures, the IDB has approved over 4.5 billion U.S. dollars in sovereign guaranteed loans in the urban development sector and over 95 million U.S. dollars in technical cooperation and other grants. So this really allows uh, this city's network to be creative because it knows it has the financial backing behind it. Moreover, we've said that uh, the city network is only uh, for cities above 300,000 inhabitants, but it has recently focused on more uh, medium-sized uh, cities in the in the regions, such as uh, Mendoza, Argentina, or uh, Cusco, Peru, for example. Moreover, what we find is that there is expertise from the whole institution. As we said before, that the city network unifies. We can talk about the IDB Cities Lab, which is their innovation for uh, their platform for innovation, design, and experimentation for sustainable development. In the region, they also have their own experts in terms of research. And so, this knowledge generation allows the city network to have cutting edge papers on topics such as metropolitan governance, smart cities and civic data, housing and habitat, urban heritage, urban people, or, very importantly, with the issue of climate change, resilience. Right. So this being said, Laura, you don't necessarily agree with me in terms of uh, what I was saying about the financial capabilities and the general expertise that the city network can use from the IDB as a whole. You actually find that there's uh, certain points of weakness to the functions of the IDB, the IDB city network. Is that right? Yes,
1: yes, yes, sure. I personally think that the city networks are missing a lot of things. For example, one of the main weaknesses of the city networks is that it's a platform for dialogue between Latin American and Caribbean cities to socialize and discuss the main urban challenge of the region. This makes its city's networks more academic than practical. And although they explain that their main topic is sustainable urban development and why it is important to be interested in this topic, the city network does not emphasize the work they do in the cities or the projects they have come to carry out with their partners or if they are working on any strategy to implement sustainable urban development in these cities even with the urban agenda the city networks only refers to its a platform for collaboration and interaction in the region that allows for increased innovation and investment opportunities between cities but again it does not show whether they have actually implemented in this opportunity or how they plan to do so i don't know but I get the impression that they talk more about their vision and goals, but not about how that make them a reality or put them into a practice. And also, one of the things that I consider as a weak point of the network is that they don't highlight the amount of money they have implemented or plan to implement in the sustainable urban development of these cities or if the partnership is also a source of funding or practically how the city's networks are financed. So I don't know what you think about it, but on the other hand, the city network platform lacks more information about their work with their partners or about their meetings. In my opinion, the city needs more more explanation of what they do and how they do it.
0: No, I definitely agree with you, Laura, on on this issue. And uh, there's definitely more information that should be available and published, because after all, you know, if a city network is about sharing knowledge, uh, a better website might be a very good place to start. But in that sense, uh, with all the weaknesses you've been talking about, this also means that the city network has a lot of room to grow. In that sense, there are some opportunities you've identified. Can you tell us more about those?
1: Yes, yes. I think that every weak spot leads to new opportunities. So, for example, this city network has a great vision in terms of implementing sustainable urban development, and that is why this vision should be taken as an opportunity to implement with these partners different projects in cities through how different investments funds. And the city network should consolidate the exchange of knowledge and dialogue with its partners in order to lead them to clear projects in practice, of course. And this will be a great opportunity to increase its effectiveness and efficiency as a city network. And also, the city network should also strengthen its work and influencing of economic, social, and cultural issues in Latin America and Caribbean cities in order to increase the exchange and of knowledge and its technical capacity in these issues to carry out these projects. But okay, Tom, tell us about the threats of the city network.
0: Right, so in terms of threats, it was really hard to find threats because uh, city networks are all about building a common ground. The city network is all about having a shared space for dialogue on sustainable urban development in, Latin America and so in that sense the only real threat I could find or something that could maybe make the city network not function as well is uh, the huge political diversity and the polarization of uh, mayors across the the continent across the region no political uh, political supports both from the mayor and from other layers of government is uh, always important to facilitate coordination between uh, different uh, urban projects that you can find across the region. And you need to have a political interest. And this can always vary when you go from uh, far-right leaders to uh, far-left leaders in uh, in a a city. I can think of the example of uh, when Bogotá transitioned from Mayor Gustavo Petro, who was far-left, to uh, Mayor Enrique Penalosa, who was on the right, and back again to now uh, more left-leaning candidate, Mayor uh, Claudia Lopez. So this is an example of how the city network always has to deal with these changing political situations on a city level in the region. Moreover, and this again is a city problem, but that can be a threat to the network, uh, cities with effective bureaucracies are needed for the city network to run correctly and there needs to be city capacity and resources in order to really make the city network have effective ideas and effective policy answers and examples that can be copied across the region. Moreover, it's also really important that civil society is included after a year of protests in Latin America throughout 2020, 2019. If civil society isn't included in talking about the network, it can be seen, we we could say, as another uh, elitist organ or foreign organ trying to do intervention in these cities. So definitely more civil society inclusion, it's already included, but it can always help more.
1: Thank you, Tom. And well, with everything that is happening with COVID, I think that it's important topic to talk about, especially as a threat to the cities of Latin America and the Caribbean. What can you tell us about this? How is local management in this time of crisis? How have the cities been preparing themselves?
0: The cities network, the IDB cities network, has been very active in terms of all the knowledge it has put out during these times. It has uh, mainly had uh, two initiatives. It has had, on one hand, a webinar cycle on the local management of the COVID, the coronavirus crisis, and on the other hand, it has shared knowledge mainly through uh, papers and evidence from cities in COVID-19 using a BID or IDB, I should say, expertise and knowledge. So if we're going to give some examples of uh, webinar cycles, uh, they focused a lot on the informal city, which is a huge issue in Latin America. And in countries where you know you have a 50% of the workforce or even more, Uh, living informally how are cities going to deal with that as they can't put lockdowns if not people can't work so that was an issue they also uh, collaborated with uh, other mayors and other city officials from uh, europe and uh, from the u.s as uh, the pandemic in latin america has always come we could say one month later two months later than in europe and the u.s uh The city network is trying to use officials from these cities as maybe examples of what could happen in the very near future and how we can adapt covid solutions in european and north american cities to latin america so uh some webinars on that too and apart from that there were also a lot of webinars on the role of urban space in the city because uh, latin american cities have been uh, pioneers uh, in this sense. I can think of, for example, the bicycle revolution that has been going on in Latin American cities because of COVID in cities where public transport is not always reliable and now it is unsafe because of uh, sanitary reasons. Bicycles are a cheap way to get around. They've been encouraged in Lima, in Santiago, in Bogotá and in other cities around. So a lot of very interesting ideas going around. And this is also the case for uh, the different papers that have been published on the same topics. So, uh, as we said before, the BID has a lot of ideas, a lot of expertise, because it's lucky to have uh, the bank behind it. So, you know, it's really a very complete city network in terms of the topics it uh, talks about. But then again, is that all it does, talking about, uh, about uh, these issues, about these policies? We'll, we'll leave that discussion up to you to talk more about it in the class. Laura, any final words?
1: Thank you so much, Thomas, and thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode on Inter-American Development Backed Cities Network, and we hope you will continue to enjoy the last Remaining Guest episodes. See you in the class.
0: Thank you, everyone. We'll be glad to talk to you next Friday. Goodbye.